Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Happy Friday. Happy Friday the 13th. <gasps> Happy Friday the 13th. I love an October Friday the 13th. Spooky season. It's witching season. I feel like you're giving me a little, a witchy liner and a little <laughs> gloss. Who are you? Hello. Hello, Jess. What do you think of this look? It is very, I don't know why I'm getting Lana Del Rey vibes from it. Like maybe because you, really? yeah, you have the headphones. Yeah, because you have the headphones on or something. Like I see no. you in your bedroom just being like, what? <laughs> the album that came out this summer, I think it was mm-hmm. from her. Yeah. yeah. That fucking, that's the tits. Yeah. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> did you see there was like a video of old men listening to Lana Del Rey? No. <laughs> it's so funny. Let's see if I can find She's it. She's from Lake Placid, New York. 
which I only know because we went up camping in the Adirondacks. And as we're driving back through Lake Placid, my husband's like, you know, Lana Del Rey is from here. I was like, what? She strikes me as such like a West Coasty kind of vibe. But I don't know. I just think she's super cool. And and so the makeup look that you're giving me, the fact that I referenced her is just like an A plus in my book. I'm not, I'm, I'm into it. I'm Jess into has it. on a, a liquid liner that I think our guest would approve of. She can do a liner no, nobody's business. I think this might be my new look. You should do this for fall. I like this for you. Really? Yeah. I haven't changed. Did you think I haven't? We'll go back to our guest in a second. <laughs> it's cool. She's only like Rihanna's makeup artist. It's fine. So, Go ahead. Back oh, to your makeup. All right, fine. Wait, don't you think like I I haven't changed up my look in a little while? Well, who are you talking to? Brows, red lip girl. Like I need to change up my look. Like it's time. So your rosy glossy lip and like a little black liquid liner could be your thing? It feels like a bit much though. I feel like you wasted all that lid space. You have all that gorgeous lid real estate that like I liked when you do a thicker. It's a very thin line you did on your eyelids today. I don't like a thick line on my li- on my lids. Oh, okay. It's, my, my I think it's very so aging on me. Oh, I'm so sorry to have made you aged before your time. No, I like this look. This is good. It is different for you. It's very pretty. You like it? Can I get okay. into the podcast? Okay. So we have <laughs> Rihanna's makeup artist, Priscilla. <laughs> oh no, she did, she doesn't even. She is Priscilla Ona. She doesn't even. We didn't even need to say all the. I know. I, I don't need to give her like the qualifier. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite people to hang out with. Haven't talked to her in a while, but I think the last time I talked to her, I was still at Mary Claire magazine. But then I saw she created this adorable back-to-school essentials kit with Cetaphil, and I reached back out. We were able to work things out. She's so glam and fabulous. Also a model sometimes on the side. I've seen, like, the work that she's been featured in, like, when she's photographed. And I'm like, you also look good in front of the camera. But anyway, she loves a good beauty buy. Hence the Cetaphil. I love somebody who loves a good beauty buy. But if you're not familiar with Priscilla Ona, I should give you a little background. She is a celebrity makeup artist, perhaps best known for her work with Rihanna and Fenty Beauty. She's a global makeup artist for them. But she got to start doing music videos. This is all coming full circle with my Lana Del Rey reference, right? So we talk about that a bit. But she also has worked with celebrities like Bella Hadid, Paris Hilton, Megan Thee Stallion. She's been teaching makeup since 2007. This woman knows her stuff. And she regularly holds these amazing courses. So look that up on her website. And her work's been featured in everything. She's done like advertisements for Coke and Old Navy, mags like LGQ, paper, all the good stuff. And we had a lovely catch-up from her home in California. She's major. She's so major. Jess, I forget. You were actually maybe traveling when we did this interview. So you're not on this one. No, I was no. You forgot that I wasn't there. No, you thought I, I was just so really quiet. To, well, because you know, you know her and love her as well. So, like, I yes. I totally forgot to warn everybody that you are not there for the interview portion. But I'll be listening in. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get into it. Priscilla, welcome to Fat Mascara. Hi, hi, Jen. Thank you so much. Okay, we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about skin. We're going to talk about makeup. Let's talk about Yves Saint Croissant. Oh no, let us it's talk about it. It's so your dog. crazy you said that because he <laughs> literally just tried to get on top of me right now. <laughs> That's my new baby. I know. Welcome to the family, little croissant. Do we do the French pronunciation or how, yeah. what do you call him? Croissant. <laughs> but the, the full name, tell me where did you get this puppy? You've always had dogs, right? I had dogs my whole life growing up. And then in my early 20s, I had a dog and I had it through the full length of time, which is like 15 years. And then I'm I'm going to be 40 now. So 
I haven't had a pet in like four or five years. And I was like, I need a puppy. So I was like, perfect timing. I had a little downtime. So I'm like, I'm going to get a puppy, but I'm going to do it right this time. So I actually, because in my 20s, when you're 20, you don't care. You let your dog do anything. He was, was like. Was your dog's name Disco or my Yes. Oh my okay, gosh. Yeah. You remember. That's crazy. <laughs> yes. But he, he ruled me. Like he. I was his pet, basically. You know, he did whatever he wanted and he he didn't have any rules. So now I'm like, I'm learning how to train a dog properly and everything. And it's kind of amazing because you get almost like this deeper level of love between your pet because they understand you, you understand them. It's it's indescribable. But it's been amazing. Is Little Croissant going to be okay with your travel schedule? Yes, he actually is obsessed <laughs> with our house. And I think okay. he right now at this moment, he loves the house more than I think he loves me. So him being home, as long as he's here with my husband, I think he's OK. But in the future, okay. I, would, I, I do want to travel with him. I am getting him trained to be a service dog so he can travel with me and do all the things. And take care of mama, too. And well, take mama care of takes me. care of other people. Yes, absolutely. He's my You're always dog. giving, giving, giving. <laughs> Someone needs to give to you, right? And he does it very well. He absolutely does. He clocks in for work every day. (laughs) I love that. Well, I'm glad he's around for our interview. So he's in the virtual studio with us. That makes me very happy. (laughs) So, okay. I don't know. Let's talk about you growing up. I heard the family wanted you to be a doctor. The family wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer. Yes, it's very true. Anything but a makeup artist, I guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They were very, especially my grandmother, she was very adamant. I think that because she came from Mexico and she's first generation and she raised me, I think that in her mind, she wanted the best for me and she wanted me to do something in her eyes that was going to pay off for all the hard work that she did and for, you know, all the struggles that she had. And she didn't want me to struggle as much. In her, and I get it. So it was a little difficult for me when I decided that I wanted to be a makeup artist. And I told her that she was a little disappointed, to say the least. We've always had a really good relationship my whole life. And during that time that I pursued my makeup career, we stopped talking. She wouldn't talk to me. She was like very <sighs> down. It was yeah. really, really sad, actually. But in my head, I said, you know, I'm going to prove to her that I can make it, that I can be successful, that you don't just have to be a doctor or a lawyer or have like a nine to five job to be successful. You can have your own business. You can do what you love and make money from it. And so I set off to my makeup career and I worked really hard and I always had her teachings instilled in me that I had to work extra hard because I come from Mexican descent. I'm Hispanic. Mm -hmm. I'm Latino. I'm a woman, you know, work harder than everyone else. So I always had that mentality instilled in me. And I think that it helped me because it pushed me. And of course, I had so many roadblocks. And especially when you do something that you love, the roadblocks are endless and you get you have a lot of downs. But The thing is that you have to pick yourself back up and you have to go harder and learn from your mistakes. And I'm Mm -hmm. so happy that I never gave up. But now my grandma is extremely proud. I was going to say, did she come back around? (laughs) She sure did. She sure did. And she has a completely different mindset, so much so that I have a younger cousin that she also raised And he wanted to be a barber. And she was like, absolutely, I can help you. You can have your own barber shop. If you see it, you can be it. Like, I get it. You can be it. You know, she was all about it. And and he's actually very successful, too. He has his own barber shop in Arizona. He's great on social media. He's super successful with his career. So, you know, she completely changed her mindset. And I'm very proud that 
she now feels that you can do anything you want to do as long as you work really hard at it, you'll be successful in it, you know? Yeah. Well, you said you're 40. So I'm thinking 20 years ago, there wasn't a roadmap of how to be a successful makeup artist. You didn't have a TikTok giving you the step-by-step, here's to where to go backstage, here's to do this. So I get that she was nervous. I had to figure it out myself. Then there wasn't any social media. I knew, because I did a lot of, well, it's not really research. I grew up in like the late 90s, early 2000s. And Music videos were it. So I was obsessed with music videos. And when I met my husband, I was 20 and he was directing and doing photography. And he taught me a lot about directors of the music video. So then I started researching, like, who was doing the makeup on these shoots? So I started researching makeup artists and I just was like, okay, who are these people? And I would just see their work and I would be like, wow, this is amazing. This is the level I want to be. So I kind of did stuff like that. I kind of had to dig deeper. It wasn't just handed like, oh, here, open up your TikTok and write on your feed. It's right there. You know, it's a little, it was a little different, but that really motivated me to see all that, all these makeup artists could be successful and doing things that I wanted to do. But it took a lot of footwork, obviously. I assisted in the beginning of my career. I worked at Sephora. I got a lot Me of too. my uh, practice. You did? <laughs> uh-huh. Which Sephora? Which year? I worked. I was an assistant in the corporate office in New York. They don't even have a corporate office. We had 14 stores when I worked there. So I was always at 34th wow. Street in New York City. That was where I went okay. and got my training because you had to do store training. Were you a cast member? I was a cast member. Yeah, yeah. downtown Disney. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was like 2004, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I had already left, but yeah. It's a good introduction to beauty, isn't it? It's incredible, especially at the time because Sephora was just growing at that time. So there was a lot of growth and a lot of education in the company. I think they still have a lot of education, which is great. So I learned that. I think that's where my like teaching abilities came from and like speaking and kind of like teaching to like a larger audience when it comes to makeup. Because I know for a lot of makeup artists, it can be tough because doing makeup is one thing, but actually teaching it and showing someone how to do it is another. And so I think that that really helped me with my teaching. So I think that's where it all stemmed from. And I'm so grateful. And you do courses now. I do courses. Yeah, I've been doing it. I've been, I'm a a makeup professor. Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) And I've been doing it for over 10 years and I love it. I would never stop. It's so gratifying, especially to give back, to see my students accomplish so much. I've had endless amount of success stories. I have uh, students that have taken my class that are beyond anything that they could even imagine. And I'm so proud of them just to see them doing Vogue covers and working with A-listers and doing whatever they dreamt of. Oh, wow. Even beyond it. Yeah, it's incredible. So to be even a, a small part in their career to me is like, wow, I'm giving back. It's so gratifying. And I feel like I'm giving to the artistry itself. I worked on a lot of music videos in the beginning where I would see other makeup artists who did not cut it whether it be their sanitation or the way they treated their client, it just wasn't up to par. I was watching. I was watching everything. I've always been someone who scans the room. I feel like you have a thing with sanitation. I do. I feel like oh I'm my god, <laughs> I do. It's crazy. Where's that but come from? Wor- you are. You are like. You are hardcore about cleaning your brushes. I'm hardcore. I I think it can't. It just comes from. I wouldn't want that on my face. <laughs> My grandma's always been like a clean freak and I grew up in a very clean house. It's like, I don't want to ever 
jeopardize my job by giving someone pink eye or a sty or a cold sore, breaking them out. Like it's always kind of been my thing. And so I've kind of just ran with it. And also too, you'll be surprised. Every single one of my clients always says the number one thing they love about me most is how clean I am, how safe they feel. Uh, That means the world to me because if they feel safe and they feel at ease, they're not going to be as tense when I'm doing their makeup and they're just going to let go and let me do whatever I want. Do you think that methodical nature is like necessary to be a good makeup artist? Like, have you ever had an assistant who wasn't good at sanitation, but what a great artist or just? Absolutely. I think you're more methodical about your artistry. You're going to be more successful, even if you're an incredible makeup artist, but you don't know how to read the room. You don't know how to treat a client. You don't know all of the things that you need to, to move. You will not succeed. Mm. There's probably better makeup artists than I am, but they will never get to the level that I'm at just because they don't follow those steps of learning how to treat someone. Like I said, reading the room, just being methodical about it. That's a huge part of being a celebrity makeup artist and working in this industry that I think a lot of young people don't understand. Yeah. But they get to know when they take my course. (laughs) That's good that you teach that. I was thinking about this too, because the last time I saw you, I remember I had to sign an NDA before I met with you. I think you were working with Fenty or that's why I was meeting with you or whatever it was. And I was like, there are so many details to being a makeup artist that people don't even realize. Like the fact that the privacy matters that you have to deal with, I imagine. Absolutely. Yes. Privacy. And it's honestly, I don't think a lot of people understand it's common sense. If you go out and blurb out everything that you hear in a room, with a lot of like A-listers, you're not going to have a a very long career. Your career is going to be cut short because you will be blacklisted. So just keep your mouth tight. But because of social media, there's just a lot of artists that don't have etiquette and things have happened in the past. So now there's a lot of NDAs going around. I mean, there's always been NDAs, but not as tight as they are now. I've noticed that it's been getting a lot more strict And I think, again, it's social media, it's not proper etiquette. But for me, it's always like a no-brainer. Duh, you don't want to just say everything because you will not have a job. Do you want a job? (laughs) I get it. So when did you start developing your own look for makeup? Oh, my gosh. Since I, I can remember, high school. I even remember in the yearbook, I was voted most original style or something like that because I would just put on these looks. I feel like everything was a theme for me. Like I would do a Renaissance theme and like go full out. Wait, I'm sorry. What's a Renaissance theme in high school? Well, you know, like the Renaissance fair. So it's like very like Renaissance, like like corsets, chokers. Oh, it was head to toe. eyebrows. Oh, honey, it was head to toe. Okay. A little cosplay early before there was such a thing. Yes, there was always, it was always a look. I would just love doing even like a beatnik, you know, like the beret with the striped shirt mm-hmm. and like black pants. Wait, what's the beatnik face? What's the makeup to go? Uh, the beatnik face, well, it was just kind of like a thick liner, like very okay, sharp and like just mm-hmm. like a full opaque face, red lipstick. It was just always like a look for me. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I think it's because I grew up in the make, in the music video era. So I felt like everything always had to be like a full ensemble. So I was I was always obsessed with that. The out of the music video era? It's funny you called that time, I guess because MTV w- and TV was still not like streaming or whatever. People still make music videos, but what's the difference now? The difference is they used film and it was, they had huge budgets 
as much as they would probably use on a movie. And so now the budgets are smaller. They're doing digital and they're faster. They're like shot yeah. in like a day. Back then it was like four or five day music videos. I think because MTV was so huge and it was what everybody watched, they just had so much budget. Now yeah. everyone's watching everything for free, like TikTok, whatever, you know, so they're not putting as much money into their music videos as they used to. So they're not as popular. They're not as big. But I have to say it was one of the best eras of all time. I'm so happy I grew <laughs> up in that era. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I, the looks would be iconic. The makeup would be like that Halloween. You would know, oh, I'm doing Christina Aguilera from Dirty or I'm doing Spice Girls or whatever it yep. is. They were just such a look. And such I a guess, look. Were you doing music video makeup also at that time? I not at that time. I, I I wish. Yeah, I was still like seven, like 16, 17. So not yet. But I did do a couple of big music videos with the artists that I assisted and just being on those sets. It was kind of amazing. It wasn't in like the peak video music area, but it was like early 2000s, which was still pretty good. Nothing like na- late 90s. Late 90s music videos was just something else. It was just yeah. incredible. So did you bring a look when you went on set and you're assisting? I did in the beginning. I got a lot of weird looks. <laughs> oh. Like people would like kind of like stare at me like interesting. But I have to say it worked out for me with Fenty Beauty because when I was working on the SNM video for Rihanna doing the background out when I was assisting, Rihanna saw me and she ran up to me because, you know, I had white spiky hair and I was dressed really cool and I had cool makeup and she ran up to me and was like, oh, my God, I love your hair, your makeup. You're so cool. Do you want to be in my music video? And I was like, this one? The one we're shooting right now? She was like, yes. And I was like, OK. So I'm in the music video if you go back and you watch it. But it paid off me going to work, just being myself. Yeah. And she thought it was so cool. So even since back then, she was so about just people being themselves, being really cool and comfortable in their own skin. And she just really loved anyone that was unique. So that's how we met. Did you have to do a dance or did you just look cool in the background? I didn't. I mean, I was just in the, I was with her like in the scene and we were like on this couch and we were the music. It was like the SNM song. It's a very dancey song. Okay. Yeah. We were just doing like movement. It was cool. Like it was like a dream. I can't, I can't believe that happened. I was like, whoa, this really happened. So it paid off going on set like myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> doing it, doing it like I do. But then like later on, obviously, I kind of toned it down for work. I was like, okay, I can tone it down. I don't have to always go full out every time I go to work. What was your thinking on that? Is it that you got more comfortable with yourself and how you look? Or I'm curious when people change their look, you know, as they age. I think for me, it's more about being comfortable on set and not having too many things distract me from the main Mm. point of view, which is the client. So for me, it's like wearing my hair up so it's out of my face, not wearing too much makeup or false lashes because I don't want my eyes being heavy. I want to be able to focus on every detail, wearing comfortable shoes because I want to be on my feet all day. I don't want to have to sit, especially like when they go on set, I need to be in front of the camera and be agile For me, it's more of like what makes sense. I think I'm so much more thrown into what I do now that I just want to make sure that I'm able to move around and get the job done. So it's not really about me anymore. It's about the client. I think that's what changed. Do you ever go barefaced when you're out and about? Not barefaced, not for work, unless it's like a four in the morning call time. Everyone's barefaced at that point. So I really don't (laughs) care. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. But I, I'm super comfortable with not wearing any makeup, too. 
I love running errands with no makeup on. I'm not the kind of girl that wakes up and has to put foundation on. I am comfortable without wearing makeup, but I do have to say I get a lot more respect when I wear makeup. I feel like people treat me better when I'm put yeah. together. And I think that's a thing, right? I think, I don't know why, but I treat everybody the same no matter what they look like. But I noticed for me, when I have makeup on and put together, I get treated better in the streets. I don't know. Is that a yeah, thing? Yeah, I've always felt like I'm doing the makeup for me because I like it, but it's also because it's a sign of respect to others. Like, I brought this for you. I put in the effort. I took care of myself, and that's in your honor, kind of. So I feel like it deserves the respect of the people looking at you a little bit. Yeah. I totally get that. I asked because, you know, you wear makeup, you love it. I always think about, okay, if I'm wearing foundation every day, is that, it's the good thing for my skin because it's protecting me from the sun a little bit more maybe, but then I worry about the comedogenic. Like, do you think wearing a lot of makeup affects your skin, either positively or negatively? I think in the positive way for me, when I wear makeup constantly, I notice, especially because I'm very uh, particular about the makeup that I put on my face. I noticed that I don't get as many breakouts. I feel like it's not only protecting me from the sun, but it's also protecting me from just the atmosphere, from like dirt, particles, oh, like yeah. anything throughout the day, dust. So I'm not breaking out as much when I'm wearing a lot of makeup, but I do notice that my face gets more pale and it looks more stripped when I wear a lot of makeup. I feel like if I'm not wearing too much foundation, especially like when I go on vacation, my face has more color, more, it, it doesn't look as stripped. It literally looks like sometimes like you don't have anything, like you're just completely pale and gone, you know, when you wear a lot of makeup. But when you let the sun hit your face, sometimes you look like you're, yes. you're alive. <laughs> Somebody makeup artist we had on said you look like a thumb, like it takes away some of the natural glow and contours and it all does. of that. Well, he said you got to put blush on or else you look like a thumb, which makes me laugh every time. But It's the truth. Are you a blush girly? I love blush. I've always loved blush. And I love that blush is such a hot thing right now. I'm like, yes, we love blush. I've only had one client ever that didn't like blush. I feel like everyone really loves blush. And I've actually learned recently that blush distracts from dark circles. So the more blush you put on in this area, the more yeah. it distracts from your under eyes. Wait, what do you mean you learned? Like you've noticed that with yourself? No, someone told me that. I heard it and I was like, okay, that makes sense. I always make sure my ears are open everywhere I go. <laughs> Wait, do we have to put the blush on in a special place to detract from the under eye circles or it's just the color? Right underneath it. Like a little bit higher up on the, the ball of the yeah, cheek there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then nobody's looking behind it to that little circle. They're looking at that cute little pink or red or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I asked about skin too, because I know you're into skincare. You just did this big back to school beauty campaign with Cetaphil. How much do you get involved with your clients' skincare routines? Like they're coming to you for makeup, but do you get into that with them? I do. I make sure, especially when they're regular clients, I want to make sure that their skin is always on point. I go as far as to buying them full skincare regimens sometimes because really? especially if I notice that they don't to, like, I'll ask them, like, so what's your everyday, day-to-day -day skincare? And, and if they're just like, I mean, I wash my face, I'm like, no. You mean there's famous pop stars that are like, I just wash my face? Yeah, there is. Oh. <laughs> I feel like it's part of the job. Well, a lot of the times they're really young. So they're just starting out and they're not up to speed. So it takes time. But I love teaching and I love putting together regimens for people. And I say, try this. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you need something different or if it worked. 
And I'll do that. But then I also make sure that I'm always really prepping their skin, especially for really big carpets and like really big events. I'll go as far as like the night before doing like a full skin prep. I do almost like a full facial, you know, I cleanse, I exfoliate, I tighten. I have like this air oxygen machine that I pump in with serums and I do lymphatic drainage. Oh, wow. You're booked twice. You're booked for the facial and the makeup in a way. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Does that give you control? It does. I I love it because then I know that their skin is going to react perfectly to makeup. I'm going to have to not use as much makeup as I would have. Anytime you can do less foundation and concealer, the skin's going to look fresher. And the thing is for me, I want my client to look good in pictures and in real life. For makeup artists, we can uh, cheat it with makeup and make layer, layer up. And on photos, it looks flawless. But in real life, it's like, whoa, that's a lot of makeup. So for me, it's like, I want them to be able to feel comfortable when they go out and they see their peers that they're going to look good in real life too. So it does give me so much control. I do also love when they see an esthetician before and they get facials. Once I remember one of my clients got a facial right before she sat in my makeup chair. So I was literally set up watching her get a facial. And then she even got red light therapy. And then she sat in my chair, did her makeup. It was probably the easiest application oh, I've really? ever done. Yeah. So that was amazing. But that only happened once in like over 16 years. <laughs> we got to get you a facialist on staff to do the right? like LED and everything before you get in there. That's why I just bought everything. And I do it myself because I'm like, they're never going to go and book someone else. And like, who do they trust? And it's just a big deal. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to buy everything myself and do it myself. So that's what I've been doing. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honeylove's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honeylove products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honeylove is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honeylove. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. 
I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric. And the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone... I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just (laughs) going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. Yeah, I think it makes sense because you start to finish, you know, okay, I didn't use any acid that's going to react weird. Tomorrow I'm going to have red bumps I got to cover up, whatever it is. Absolutely. Has that ever happened? What's like the worst skin issue you've ever faced in the chair? You don't have to name names. (laughs) No, no naming names. But once a client got their eyebrows waxed right before I did their makeup and the person that did their brows filled them in for them, And I don't know what they used around their brow, but when I was doing the eyeshadow, the eyeshadow started separating like around the brow bone and it was like leaving patches. And the client got nervous and was like, oh my God, I have to leave. I have a red carpet. Like, what is this? And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So I just reacted quickly. Maybe some residue from like the wax or oil was there. That's exactly what it was. It was residue. So I learned 
If they even if they get their brows waxed, I'm taking everything off, cleansing it from the beginning. I cleanse no matter what. Even if I watch my client wash their face, I will still cleanse it myself so that I'm 100% confident that there is nothing on their skin that's going to fight against me when I'm doing makeup. Now, are you like a full cleanse girl with water or a wipe or what's what's the routine here? I usually do like micellar water and I use makeup wipes too. I love them, especially ones that don't have too much oil, obviously, in them because you don't want to add oil to the skin because that again yeah. will help will make the foundation separate. So I like micellar water. I think anything like that, those work to cleanse the skin really well. And then what about you personally? But I do also carry cleansing towels and I do use like warm water, especially if I do masks or sometimes I do chemical exfoliators. I can't wipe that off with my cellar water. So I, I get hot towels and I kind of just remove everything. Kind of like when you get a facial. Are they laying back or they're vertical? Most of the time they're laying back. Sometimes they're vertical, but their head's back. Like I put, I prop them with like a pillow. Yeah. It's like a mini facial. It's literally a mini facial. Yeah. Do you do this for yourself every day? What's your personal skincare routine like? You know, I have to say it's not as extensive as my clients. I'm like that person that gives my clients feed you water and I drink tap water. Like <laughs> I won't do like a full 10 step routine. I know it's just hard for me. I'm busy all the time. I try to keep it short, simple and sweet. That's why I love Cetaphil. It's always been something that's been like my backbone growing up. It was probably one of my first skincare lines that I ever got introduced as a teenager. And I just have been loving the brand ever since then. I actually gave them a shout out. That's how they found me. I did an interview and they asked, what's your favorite drugstore skincare? And I was like, Cetaphil, duh. Like, it's been the best. Yeah. It's always been my go-to. So they saw it and they were like, we're, we're, we're so happy you're such a fan. We're fans of yours. Do you want to collab? I was like, absolutely. Like, it's actually a brand I love. The Cetaphil Daily Facial Cleanser is something that I live by. I love it. That's like the first step in my skincare routine. And I have one in my shower. I have one in every bathroom of my house because... I know anyone could use it because it's for like the most sensitive of skin. Yeah. You wash your face in your shower? Yeah, of course. I do too. No, I had, the skin expert told me, how dare you put your face in the shower stream and the water's too hot. And I was like, oh. ma'am, I'm just, what am I going to do? Get out and then wash my face after the shower? But like, think about no. it. It is warmer. If you were washing, I wash my face with warm water, but she was like appalled that I used the shower level heat on my face. Oh my God. I've been doing that for my whole life, 40 years. I, well, look, and you have good skin. I have I have pretty good skin. Yeah. You keep the face wash with the shower, the all that. The shower, all the bathrooms. And then, so that's the first thing I do, wash. Then I moisturize. I love the Cetaphil moisturizing lotion. I love that you can use it on your face and your body. There's no scent to it. It's very straight to the point, which I love. I love straight to the point skincare because mm -hmm. I don't want all these extra like frills. And, you know, sometimes when you do too much, it, your skin, my skin reacts. Yeah. As I've gotten older, I noticed when I started doing more of like the 10 step routine, especially every day, I feel like once in a while it's okay. But every day for me, it was making me uh, my rosacea flare up. I never had rosacea in my 20s. It's something new to me. And it, I think it happened more so for mask wearing when I started wearing I was going to say, like the more masks. things you introduce, the more chances one of them is going to make you flare. Absolutely. So I think that that's the new thing I'm doing right now is I'm kind of keeping it short and sweet and my skin's getting better and better. So I'm just like, okay, there's a reason why my husband has better skin than me and he only uses face wash. <laughs> Did we get him on some sunscreen at least? 
Yes, we absolutely. He actually <laughs> just recently has been noticing a couple of spots on his face. And I'm like, that's from when we go to Turks and Caicos and you don't want to wear sunscreen. And he's like, oh, my God, you're right. So now we're planning our next vacation. He's like, I'm going to sun protect. I'm like, good. So he gets it now, which is good. What sunscreen do you guys like? We, I actually like the Cetaphil one. They have oh, an the amazing daily sunscreen. With the, SPF. the daily with the SPF. It's incredible. It has like no crazy scent. It doesn't leave a white cast. It's easy. It's thin. Question about the sunscreen. I find a lot of products pill and I'm always curious. Like, do you know if something's going to pill or not? Or is it like a crapshoot every time you put it on? Like that SPF 30 from Cetaphil. Are you like, this yeah. is good under makeup? Yeah. Cetaphil sunscreen, great under makeup. The way you find out if something pills is by trial and error. That's it. Yeah. So for me, it's like I always try to try things on myself before I introduce it in my kit to my clients. And especially for big things like the Met Gala or the Grammys, like you don't want to experiment on those kinds of days. So that's the only way you're going to find out if it pills is if you experiment with it. I wish there was another way, but I know I keep looking for like a set rule, like if this ingredient plus this ingredient, and then I'm sure there is. We have to find the science behind it. I'm sure there has. I'm gonna to keep be asking science behind it. Asking. Yeah, I'm gonna ask my friend. I, I actually have a friend who does these you know, these Instagrams. Yeah, fix he, the pilling for us. He's like a scientist actually, and he always like shares his advice. Oh, what's with his skincare. Instagram? Should we follow him? I, I don't know what his name on Instagram is, but I'm gonna send All it right, to you. We'll get back we should to you. um we should we'll look put it that up. In the yeah. Episode notes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Can you add it? I can. Afterwards. I'll okay. put it in the little thing Perfect. so people can link on it. You mentioned the Met Gala, and I was thinking, you do some serious looks on people, like dramatic, sometimes dramatic stage makeup for like pop music star, that kind of thing. Are you there to help them get it off? <laughs> like what happens when it's over? Depends on how severe it is. Obviously, if I'm painting them a color like red or something, hell yeah, I'm going to take it off. I'm not going to say goodbye. You know, I want to make sure that they feel good about their night. So I I will. But if it's just like a full beat glam, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes the client's like, no, I like it. I'm going to keep it as long as I can. I'm like, okay, cool. So it kind of depends. But but I have offered to like remove after. And, you know, I'll, I'll remove it with makeup remover, do like a little, maybe like a little soft cleanse or even just give them cleanser. I actually do carry like little tiny uh, to-go bags in my kit. And in there I have already like a little mini cleanser, moisturizer, makeup remover, Q-tips so that they, I just give them the little bag sometimes if they don't want to take it off then and there. This goes back to your uh, methodical sanitation level. Can we talk about this kit? I have seen your kit on TikTok, your kits, I should say. You have a lot of stuff, and you probably have like five assistants to help you clean your brushes, I imagine, right? I have a really good team. I do. Okay. I don't have a five assistants at one time, <laughs> but I do have like a few, like maybe three, and they take turns. Well, I ask because what about us? What about me with my brushes? I'm not washing them after every time. I don't have an assistant. Like, how bad is it if we don't it's clean our brushes? It's pretty bad. It's, it's oh. pretty bad. <laughs> Because there's dust, bacteria, buildup, and that's just, it's just going to promote breakouts. And you don't want that, obviously. You don't want a, a little friend popping up out of the blue, you know? <laughs> so people are like, man, I have bad luck. I'm like, no, you just didn't think about it. Like, you should have cleaned your brushes and it wouldn't have happened. But Is there a quickie anyways. way to clean the brushes? 
Yes, actually there is. Instead of like sitting there and washing them with soap and water and like having them dry overnight, you could use Cinema Secrets brush cleaner. That's what I like to use. It's very, very potent. Like it completely takes all the makeup off of your brushes. It sanitizes them. And all you need is like a little cup and you pour the liquid in the cup. Then you dip like half of the hair bristles in it. Yeah. And then you kind of just go back and forth on a paper towel and you're going to see all the makeup come off. And it literally dries in 60 seconds, so you don't have to let it dry overnight. And it's clean. Boom, done. Okay, instead of like a cleanse with baby shampoo or a brush wash or whatever. Right. You need a whole day for them to dry, so it it takes a while. Yeah, they do take a long time to dry. The good ones especially, for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. So I'm curious about your personal kit when you travel. Do you just dip into the work kit for yourself? Or is there, like, do you carry toiletries? I do. I carry toiletries. I never dip into my work kit. Even if I'm home and I'm just like, man, I really want this blue eyeshadow. I don't have it in my personal, but it's in my kit. I'll just order it online and get a one for myself. I never mix the the two. The pro kit is sacred. Sacred. It only is for clients. That's it. I never, I don't know why. I just have like a a red line and I'm like, I'm never going to cross it. I just don't ever want to go into because I feel like if I go and grab something out of the kit, I won't put it back. I'll forget. Or sometimes I just want to use it out of the container on myself. I don't I want to like follow protocol, you know, when I'm doing my own makeup and like I want to make sure that it stays tip top shape. So I just always have said that to myself. I will never go into my kit to grab something if I need it. So I'm I'm pretty good at that. (laughs) I'm like, maybe it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to ask more makeup artists now that same question. <laughs> I know I, my sister-in-law is a makeup artist and I've seen her go into her kit. Why not? And like, she's cool about it. And I don't see nothing wrong because she's going to put it back. She's going to follow like, you okay, I'm going to scoop it out. She's going to do those. <laughs> she trusts herself. I don't trust myself. So <laughs> I just won't do it. <laughs> I got it. I, I'm curious, do you keep separate kits for each client or it's like, no, I have a bag of Rihanna. I have a bag of whoever's eyeshadows or is it like they all? That's a great question. So the way I have it now is that I have two suitcases with all of my eyeshadows, lip liners, lipsticks, blushes, like pretty much like a, a full range of makeup, but I do have for my regular clients, I do have their own small suitcase that has the things that I know works for them, like their foundation, their mascara, their eyeliner, their favorite lip liners, their favorite lipsticks, like whatever I've noticed that looks really good on them, I have for them. So if one of whoever I'm working with, I'll bring my basic set kit plus their suitcase. And it helps because also, Plus too, it your helps suitcase. for sanitation. Plus my suitcase. It's a lot of suitcases at the end of the day. I'm not going to lie. It's crazy. What's like your thing that maybe you lost your luggage and it was like the worst thing you ever lost that could not be replaced in your kit? Has that happened? Thank goodness. Every single time that the airline has ever lost my kit, which has happened a few times, the power of social media, I have posted it and <sighs> they've bombarded the airline where the airline calls me within no. a few minutes. Absolutely. And my kit's at my doorstep within 24 hours or less. And I just feel, it makes me what feel bad. What do they do? They get I'm on like, Twitter, just start tweeting at Delta, like, you better oh, get yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I never thought about this. Yeah. There was a huge, actually, something huge happened, like 2018. I was in Amsterdam and they lost my kit and I was flying to Cuba to do a movie with Rihanna 
And I was devastated and I posted it and Rihanna tweeted them like, hey, my makeup artist needs her kit. And they literally white glove delivered it six <gasps> hours later when I couldn't even talk to anyone on the phone before then. Like, it's crazy. This means they can find it if they want to. They just don't want to help us. Absolutely. This makes me sad. I'm like, this heart breaks my heart because I know that there's so many makeup artists out there that anyone out there that loses their luggage and they can't get a hold of anyone on the phone. No one's helping them. And yeah. unless you're someone that has power of social media, you're not going to get it back. It's It sucks. Well, what's in your kit then that's like your favorite, favorite, oh, I couldn't live without this tool, this Everything. brush? You need it Everything. all. You serious. It's been like, year, it's years <laughs> and years and years. It's literally years and years of putting a kit together. Like I would be devastated if I lost my kit because it's there's just so much thought that went into it. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's like perfected right now. So it would just be devastating for me. So I, I do have air tags. Yeah, put the air tags. That's good. Are there any things that have been discontinued that you're like, why don't they make this Q-tip shape anymore? Or Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in my kit right now that I'm just like, why? When it comes to actual makeup itself, you have to be careful because makeup does expire, so you can't keep it forever. Right. I think like a general rule of thumb is like two years, you know? Yeah. But there are like lipstick shades that go discontinued. Even like Fenty Beauty, they discontinued the Mademoiselle lipsticks. I still have them. I still use them. They're still, I mean, you know, I I check them every now and then to make sure they're still alive and well. And even when I contacted Fenty Beauty themselves, I'm like, do you guys have any more of these? They're like, no, that's it. We're done. And I'm like, okay, so I have the last bits here and I have to be careful with them. You know, things like that. If I lost it, that's it. I wouldn't be able to get any other ones and maybe eBay, but I don't know. (laughs) I feel like you have some power. We could get somebody to recreate it for you. Okay. I want to ask you before we go about your personal favorites, because I feel like you can do black eyeliner, liquid, like nobody else. What do you like to use for that? That's a good question. It's actually never really liquid that I'm using. Oh, it's not? It looks so sharp and shiny sometimes. I know. So basically what I like to do to make it easier and to make it more sharp, I like to use pencil like uh, to draw on the eyeliner. I use a black pencil, super, super saturated black pencil. And then I take a really thin brush with some black, like super black eyeshadow. And I kind of like smudge it into the shape I want. And then I use a Q-tip to clean up the end. And sometimes if I want it like really, really saturated, I'll go over with a liquid liner. I just follow the guide. The thing is that the most of the time when I'm doing makeup, my clients are not still. They're getting their hair done. They're moving. They're eating. Yeah. They're talking to someone. They're having a meeting. They're, it's never like, okay, just stay still. It's always something. So liquid eyeliner in that kind of situation is dangerous. So for <laughs> me, it's like I don't want – I'm already like being rushed most of the time. It's like I only have 30 minutes to do full glam. I don't have time to go and fix a messed up liner. So for me – Over the years, I've just noticed that pencil is more forgiving. It's easier to apply. It's easier to smoke out and smudge. And it looks like liquid liner. Like once you set it and everything, you couldn't even tell the difference. So yeah, that's kind of like my my hack. Question (laughs) though, when you're cleaning up this little tail of the liner with like say a cotton swab with some micellar water, doesn't that take off the foundation and the concealer underneath? I usually don't set the foundation, the concealer until the eyes are done because anything, like you can get fallout from eyeshadow. So you might have to reapply. Right. Yeah, they can sneeze and mascara can get underneath. Anything could happen. So I don't set the makeup till the very end. That's when I set the foundation. 
And you use a big old regular Q-tip or one of those like fancy pointy kinds? No, I have the pointy ones. I love the pointy ones. Yeah. And I have different sizes of pointy. Oh, stop. <laughs> Tell me. What are these pointy? I, I want these. Yeah. So I, most of the time I use, I think these are called IQs. I actually have one right here. It's like oh, dome yeah. on one end and pointy on the other. So this is like my go-to, but then there's two more that I have that are thinner. I get them from Nigel's Beauty Emporium in, in North Hollywood. And they're literally half the size of this and then even thinner. Those are really good for like super like meticulous cleanups. So yeah, I have different sizes of Q-tips. Even the Q-tips are, are particular. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, last question before I do a speed round with you. Are you a fragrance person? Are you into candles or perfume? Love. Tell love me, it all. what do you wear? What do you like? Right now I'm really into philosophies. What is it called? It smells like soap and water. You know what I'm talking about? The classic philosophy one. The classic yeah. philosophy. Just I forgot about one. that. It just smells like clean, like fresh, clean laundry. The original one. It smells like laundry. It's delicious. Delicious. And, and and everyone that hugs me is like, oh my God, you smell so clean. I love it. So I love that one. I also love the clean classic, the oh, fragrance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's called uh, warm warm cotton, and it's again just a soap and water, clean laundry smell. Those are like my go tos on set because I don't want to smell too crazy when I'm working. I don't want to like flare anybody's nostrils up. I don't want to annoy anyone yeah. with a fragrance. So I, I think that if you stick to clean scents, you're going to be okay. But when I'm out and about, I love Byredo. I love Young Rose, Mojave Ghost. Mm. I love Montal Rose Musk. I'm a rose girl. I love rose and fresh and like soft. Yeah. I love Byredo. La Tulep is really nice, too. That's my husband's favorite when I wear that. And then, like, an old school one that I really love, Estee Lauder Pleasures. Remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, super old school. But that one my husband really likes on me, too, because he reminds him of when we first met. So, yeah, those are my favorite fragrances. I love fragrance. And what like about love. your house? Do you, wear, do you use any candles to scent the house? Oh, my God, yes. I love Diptyque Bays is always oh, a go-to. Yeah. Yeah, uh, with their candles and... I also really love Bath and Body Works. They have like the little wall plugins. Oh yeah, yeah. They have one called Palo Santo. So bomb. Bath and Body like, Works does Palo Santo now. Yes, they do. And okay. It smells like a high end hotel. It literally <laughs> smells like a high end hotel, which is really great. I haven't been to a Bath and Body Works in a minute, and I need to get back in there if they're making like yeah, they're making Palo Santo <laughs> bougie oh, plugins. Yeah, and they have Rose. They're making bougie plugins. They have so many. They even have That's oud funny. like ones. Okay. It's crazy. Lovely. That's a good tip. All right. Before we let you go, Fat Mascara 5, we do this at the end of every interview. It's just a speed round. First thing that comes to mind, five questions. First one, what's the first makeup product you ever bought with your own money? A MAC eyeshadow. Do you remember the color? Mm, or it was orange. Oh. Okay. I remember. Yeah. It was like a bright orange. Maybe it was just called orange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good one. If we were making a movie of your life, what actress should play you? Christina Ricci. <laughs> oh, okay. Take this question however you want. What's your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve is when makeup artists blow on the brushes or the <laughs> sponge or whatever. I just like you do a TikTok about this. <laughs> yes, that's the one. I hate it because I'm like, you're just blowing spit all over it. It's crazy. Well, I never thought about it until you said it. And then I was like, actually, that's really gross. <laughs> it is. It's no, horrible. That's now my pet peeve. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite indulgent snack? So many. I love everything. I love sweets. I love salts. I love everything. But my most favorite, undeniable, sticky toffee cake with vanilla ice cream. 
Oh, okay. You brought it. You're not messing around. I like that. All right. Last question. What do you need to get your beauty sleep? To get my beauty sleep, I have to have a really good work day. If I have a really good, long, hard work day, I will sleep soundly. I feel like when I have too much idle time and I'm not working like I usually do, I don't sleep as good. But I also need it pitch dark. I need my air purifiers on, my sound machine on. I need it to be 74 <laughs> degrees. I need a blanket and I need oh, two 74. pillows. Oh, 74. Okay, that's warm for yeah. me. Really? How? Wait, really? Oh, I want like, cold. what do you usually have it? Oh, in the winter, it's like 62. Like, I don't even turn the heat on. <gasps> wow. No, I'd rather have be cold You must have air, some good blankets. Lots of blankets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay so okay, you have okay. to w- work hard like you always do, had a hard working day, and then get you in the mode with all those things. All those things, yeah, yeah. This is this <laughs> is going right back so to the beginning. Good. You're a hard worker who's also meticulous. I feel like this is an on-brand answer you just gave us, Priscilla. <laughs> yeah, am I, I never, you know what? You have put in my head that I'm so meticulous, but my husband always I just, tells I didn't me mean, that. He's that's like, a good thing. He's like, you're so sensitive. You're so sensitive. Everything, he's always telling me that. You're so sensitive. I'm like, no, I just like things a certain way because I also deliver too. Like I'm going to deliver everything meticulously. I'm going to make sure my clients are taken care of when I, my work ethic, like I'm going to always give it 110%. So I feel like if I'm giving it out, hopefully I'm receiving it too. Yeah. On the resume, it would say attention to detail, or that's what your teacher would say. And that is a good thing. This was so fun catching up with you. Congratulations on all your success. Thanks for coming on Fat Mascara. Oh my God, Jen, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. I kind of want to know all your answers too. (laughs) Well, offline about that. Nobody's interested in me. (laughs) No, I am. I want to know what's your favorite fragrance? What does your house smell like? Like, what do you do for sleep? Like, I want to know. These are good questions. (laughs) Okay. That's for your podcast, Priscilla. (laughs) Okay. Next one. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.